At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. What's going on, fine citizens? Happy, terrific Tuesday. That's right. You got the palindrome going on. 2-22-22. We got a big show for you today. Kind of a lull uh, with Detroit sports right now with the Wings not back uh, for a couple days. Or the Pistons had a couple days. Wings uh, on Wednesday. Michigan on Wednesday. Uh, So I thought we'd have some fun and talk about what team in the Detroit area, both Michigan, Michigan State, and of course the pro teams, has the best chance to win the next title? I know that we're being lofty there because maybe we should talk about winning a playoff game or series, but we're going to talk about that along with associated odds. So looking forward to that. Uh, and I do have a very frustrating situation of a wager that I made earlier, that, well actually I'm sorry, last year, that now... We have found out, would have been a winner, but there's no recourse. So we'll get into that as well. Uh, but of course, let's start with the Jawan Howard stuff. And I've been doing guest spots on various shows on VSIN and talking to you know a lot of you know, my, my fans out there and people that I connect with on social media. And of course, my dad, who's a big Michigan grad fan and, and other friends that are both Michigan and Michigan State fans. This is obviously the big talking point. And I thought that ESPN actually did a great job. They had some of their guys talk about where Howard goes from here and, you know, will this be a black mark on his, you know, career as a coach? And basically, the bottom line is, if he wins and this doesn't happen again, there's not going to be an issue. This will be forgotten. But I will say this. As we talked about yesterday, this whole thing was a terrible look. It was unacceptable. Ward Manuel, the AD, said that. Uh, you know, Juwan Hour, which I'll get to some, you know, his statement in a second. He knows it was unacceptable. Uh, people around the country, I mean, Izzo compared it, he didn't compare it necessarily, but said it reminded him of the malice of the palace. I mean, let's, come on, Tom, let's back up a little bit. You don't have an unblemished record either. But it was a very bad situation in a very frustrating up and down year for Michigan, who still has a chance to make the NCAA basketball tournament. I was watching Joe Lenardi yesterday, and in his bracket bunker, he said, as long as Michigan doesn't lose to a team that is below them and you know beats the teams they're ahead of and still could lose to teams like Ohio State, who they're playing soon, uh, you know, could lose to Iowa that is basically right uh, ahead of them, as long as they're not losing to teams that are behind them, they could still make the tournament. And it's going to be interesting because you've got a, a Michigan team that now will not have their coach for the rest of the regular season. 
And you've got five games left until the Big Ten Tournament. Uh, Michigan will play Rutgers tomorrow on Wednesday at Chrysler. Illinois, who's ahead of them, of course, uh, on the 27th. Michigan State, who's ahead of them for now. Maybe not by then. Michigan State's having a lot of problems. That's on March 1st. That's a huge game. Iowa at Chrysler. So four games in a row at Chrysler, then on the road at the Buckeyes, who are ahead of them. If I think if Michigan wins three of those games, they're going to get in for sure. But if they beat Rutgers, you know, beat Michigan State and pay them back for the loss from earlier, that might be enough based on the fact that Illinois, Iowa, and Ohio State, at least the time being, are ahead of them. Uh, but the big news is that Juwan Howard won't be there to coach. Obviously, Phil Martelli, longtime St. Joe's coach, lead assistant. You know, I've mentioned many times that Howard hiring him when he first got, you know, the job at Michigan let me believe that, that Juwan Howard knew what he was doing, bringing a longtime coach in there to help, you know, settle him and keep him level and all that kind of stuff. So Martelli will be a good guy to be in charge of it. But the, the Juwan Howard had to have that mea culpa. Had to admit that the way he handled things was unacceptable. And the way he handled things after the game, which, of course, as we talked about, was reactionary and it really didn't take any accountability. He made excuses. That was wrong, too. So here's what the statement said, if you hadn't seen it yet. And by the way, we, after we, right after we recorded yesterday, and I did a couple of guest spots on Visa, is right when this came down, the five games. Originally, I thought it would be two or three. And then as I kind of worked through it over the last couple of days before Monday, and actually hosted a couple of shows over the weekend on Visa myself, I figured that the rest of the regular season made sense. Those people that thought he was going to be out for the rest of the, the year, tournaments included, that was, I think, silly. I mean, he slapped a coach. He didn't bring out a machete. Uh, and those that thought he should have been fired, I thought was ridiculous too. And that has nothing to do with me being a Michigan guy. Like, I, I no, no one that I really had any respect for nationally, and there was very few that said it, and then people locally that were, that were saying um, he should be fired after that. That was just coming from either a you know, Michigan State fan place or just being kind of silly and trying to be controversial. That does not deserve him. That, that, those actions, did, he didn't deserve to get fired for them, but definitely reprimanded and suspended. And here's what Howard said. Quote, after taking time to reflect on all that happened, I realized how unacceptable both my actions and words were and how they affected so many. I am truly sorry. I am offering my sincerest apology to my players and their families, my staff, my family, and the Michigan fans around the world. I would like to personally apologize to Wisconsin assistant coach Joe Kravinoff and his family too. Lastly, I speak a lot about being a Michigan man and representing the University of Michigan with class and pride. I did not do that, nor did I set the right example in the right way for my student athletes. I will learn from my mistake, and this mistake will never happen again. No excuses. And that is exactly what I said yesterday he needed to do. He needed to come out and say, listen, I, I blew it. This is not who I am. This is not what Michigan is. All the things that we discussed made this thing look so badly. And then he had to say, I'm not going to ever let this happen again. And that is right there what gives him the accountability that if some for some reason this does happen again, because I think there's no reason he would have gotten fired this time, next time he could lose his job. That would probably be it. If there's another incident and he's caught throwing a punch or a slap or whatever it is, after that statement, which I think is completely heartfelt, and I believe every word he said, and I think that it was definitely heat of the moment, and, you know, guard, the Wisconsin coach, you know, touched him on the chest, and some things might have been said. We don't know exactly what were said, but regardless, you can't react that way. You've got to be the bigger man and show restraint. But by coming out and saying, it's unacceptable, I will not let this happen again, 
It's exactly what he said. No excuses at the end of that statement. That gives the contrition, the honest contrition, and makes him accountable for if this did happen again, and hopefully there's it's not an issue where you have to worry about this happening again, that that would probably be the end of his career at Michigan. And maybe the last chance he got to be a, a, a college basketball head coach at a high level. But as I was mentioning, reading a bunch of stuff over the last couple of days, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, Rick Pitino getting another job and some other coaches that have had a lot of different issues, uh, you know, in, in ways not necessarily violence-wise, but worse based on the rules of college basketball, and they're back in the fold. So if Juwan Howard learns from this and it doesn't happen again and he is successful at Michigan, this will be forgotten in the sense of it's not going to be held against him. Like if he makes another Final Four and or makes Final Four with, his, with the team and they're not going to you know show videos necessarily of the Wisconsin incident over and over again. This could go away if he continues, you know, to be a top-level coach and act like a top-level coach. And that's all I wanted to see. So, you know, it, it was it was unfortunate. It's frustrating as a Michigan fan to see this. This team has obviously had a rough up-and-down year. And to have this happen, you know, at this point in the season when Michigan needs wins, needs to be together, had just come off of two great wins over Purdue and Iowa. But, you know, the, the Purdue win blowing uh, them out at Chrysler, then, of course, Iowa on the road. This, this is a very big time for a team that was looked at as a preseason top five to make a run towards the tournament. And once you get in, you never know what's going to happen. And I know Joe Lenardi, his bracketology, has Michigan as the last or second to last team in right now, but they would get a buy to play in the first four. Win a few more games, maybe win a game or two in the Big Z tournament. Mich- Michigan should be in and have a chance to really bring things together after a very tough, uh, you know, majority of this year and you know that's what happens sometimes in the tournament you know you have a team like Michigan that's got a tremendous amount of talent has Diabate has Dickinson has Eli Brooks has you know this team that really could be special and it reminds me maybe not in a different way but it reminds me of that John Beeline team that all you know had that plane almost got in a plane crash and wore their warm-up jerseys I think it was against Illinois and then went on that incredible run to the, the championship game so this team could really you know galvanize from this in a good way, like, all right, coach, we know you made a mistake. We got your back. We're going to play our asses off for you. And they go on some kind of run. So this will be really fascinating to watch over the next, uh, you know, several weeks leading into the, the conference tournament and then the NCAA tournament, hopefully, if Michigan makes that. And the bottom line, though, this can never happen again. And it's definitely a, a bad mark on, on Juwan Howard, on Michigan. And they've got to learn from this. And like Howard said, never let it happen again. No excuses. Move on. And they've got five big games to play without their head man. Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan State, Iowa, Ohio State. And hopefully they're able to win some of those games and get themselves in to the uh, NCAA basketball tournament. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And I want to talk about something that happened last May. And the news is out that it definitely was illegal, and I want some recourse, but I ain't going to get it. So we'll get into that coming up next here on the terrific Tuesday, double meeting, 2-2-22 edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. 
Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience Rush Pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. So I'm a huge horse racing fan, love betting horses, love watching it. I've always loved the Triple Crown stuff, but really over the last several years, I've just gotten into, you know, betting tracks on, on regular days, not just on the big days. And, you know, doing the pick fours, the pick fives, I had a pick six over the weekend. I was alive in the last leg. I spent 38 bucks on the ticket, had three horses, and each of the horses paid a minimum of 1000 to $3,000. So, I mean, I, it's, it's, as I've talked about on this show, we talked about uh, golf betting recently. And the great value in betting on golf and how you can really profit a ton and not, not have to wager a lot. Horse racing is the same thing. So I, I love the sport. I love the animals. Uh, I, I love the, the, you know, the people that train these horses and the jockeys and the connections and the owners and just the way that it's this you know, beautiful sport. And these horses, you know, I know that they can't talk to us, but it just seems to me like the majority of them love you know, what they're able to do and, and run and, and race and, and get the oats and all that stuff. But for the casual you know, horse fans... Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, the Triple Crown, that's what they watch. That's what they bet on. Those are the biggest days, you know, in, in horse racing because it brings in so many people. I mean, Derby has, well, over 100,000 people in that infield. And last year in the Derby, Medina Spirit, I think Medina Spirit was 12 to 1 or 10 to 1, but not a horse that I trusted. Did not have it on my ticket. I had Mandaloon winning it. And uh, we had, uh, uh, I had tickets with Mandaloon winning it. And then Essential Quality, which ended up finishing fourth. And all I needed for a huge win was essential quality to at least finish in the top three, which now, after Medina Spirit was stripped yesterday of the Derby victory, Mandaloon to clear the winner by the state racing stewards of Kentucky. And this, of course, because now Medina Spirit, who's no longer alive, sadly, tested positive after the race for a steroid that is legal in Kentucky but banned on race day. And Bob Baffert, who is looked at as this historic all-time type trainer, has also been accused many times of cheating. And this, to me, seemed like one of those instances again. And it just threw the sport into turmoil. This is a guy that is considered, as I mentioned, the face of horse racing Baffert. He had horses with the Triple Crown in 2015, 2018. And Medina Spirit was not looked at because some of the prep races didn't race as well as was expected. So to, to have the performance it did in the Derby, made you think there's some weird stuff going on. I mean, any day, anything can happen in a horse race and any given Sunday with football, basketball, whatever. But that's why it just seemed kind of shady in the first place. And the problem is, is that even though they've taken Medina Spirit down and given Mandaloon the, the prize money and all that stuff, we're not getting any of our money back for the bets. The bets are already official. They're already settled. Maybe some offshore sports books will you know, do some promos, and if you had a bet on it, they'll give you some money back. And I know some people did it anyway when Medina Spirit was, was you know, first announced as uh, testing positive uh, after the race. But it's just, it's frustrating. I mean, it reminds me of what happened, you know, there's only been a couple DQs in the history of the sport. In 68, Dancer's Image, that gave the win to forward pass. And then, of course, in 2019, which... This cost me and my friends a ton of money. When they took down Maximum Security, 
because of interference, the first time they'd ever taken down a, a, a derby runner because of the race itself and not a substance issue. And that's when Country House was put up for the win. I think Country House was 30 to 1. And just, you know, I, I would have won an enormous, an exorbitant amount of money if that never happened. And Maximus Security was clearly the best horse that day. But that's a, a story and a bitch fest for another day. The bottom line is, is that as great as horse racing is, now with all this, you know, nonsense with Medina Spirit, there's no recourse for our money back. Maybe there's something that can be put in place in the future where, you know, if anything like this happens, you can save your ticket and, you know, they'll redo it. I don't know if there's any way to do it because these racetracks have got to pay out the money and, you know, people don't want to wait forever. But there's got to be something because that is just such a frustrating thing to deal with where I know that my tickets would have paid in the thousands. I had a lot of money in different ways, Zactas and Supers and, and Tries and stuff like that. Uh, I had a big bet on, on uh, Essential Quality to finish, you know, in place because the place was paying as good as, or I'm sorry, show show was paying basically as good as the place was. And that's what happens on Derby Day because the pools are all kind of, you know, not getting too deep on this with you. But, you know, you can bet on a horse to win or, or finish in second, which is place or show, which is third. And sometimes it's paying just as much money for the horse to finish in third as it is in second. And even close to what it would be for first because there's so much more money in those pools. And it, I lost a lot of money. And I have no recourse for it. So just very, very annoying. But Medina Spirit, uh, I'm glad, was taken down because it sure looks like Baffert cheated. And Mandaloon declared the winner uh, by the racing stewards in Kentucky on Monday. But I want my money back, man. All right, I'm not going to cry that much. But I know my horse racing fans out there totally understand where I am coming from. All right, coming up next, we are going to talk about the state of Detroit and Michigan sports and what team or program has the best chance of winning the next championship in the great Motor City. This is the Detroit City Cast, terrific Tuesday edition, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. I thought this would be a great time, kind of a lull in the Detroit action until tomorrow and we during this all-star break and, of course, you know, headed towards the NCAA basketball tournament and, you know, obviously football over for a while now as well. But looking at what team in Detroit has the best chance to win the next championship. And I got the, the odds for you, the futures odds. And, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I, I've narrowed it down. There's three teams that I think have the best chance of the – we're going to talk football for uh, you know Michigan and Michigan State, and, and not that we're not going to throw basketball in there, but you know right now I think neither team is primed for a run for a national championship. So I want to focus on football. I will give you the odds for basketball though, and you know of course the Red Wings, the Lions, and the Pistons, and the Tigers. And I've narrowed this down to three, and then I have I have the one that I think has the best chance. But let's let's start. We'll start with basketball for Michigan and Michigan State. And I mentioned I do have the odds for you. Michigan State actually for for a minute, Michigan actually had lower futures odds. I remember I was in Vegas for the AFC NFC title games. They were actually lower, better odds, like you know, like less lower odds 
the higher odds were Michigan State, uh, even though it seemed like Michigan State was in a better spot. And obviously Michigan State started to struggle as of late. Uh, but right now, when you look at odds to win the NCAA basketball championship for Michigan State, Michigan State's like 13th. They're 45 to 1. The Wolverines have dropped a little with this Jawan Howard stuff. They're 70 to 1. But you also have odds to win the Big Ten, which I'll throw out there for you. Uh, for both these teams. And right now, uh, the favorite to win the Big Ten is Purdue minus 152. Uh, Michigan State is plus 25,000. Plus 25,000 of the Spartans. There are no lines for the Wolverines. That's just to win the Big Ten uh, this year in basketball. But I, I think neither of those teams are primed for a run for a national title right now. Um, but I want to look at football as well. And when you look at football, Michigan with Harbaugh back, but obviously losing both of his top coordinators, 30 to 1 to win the national championship uh, this coming season. Spartans, 60 to 1 to win the national championship. The Detroit Tigers, who will hopefully get started shortly, but we still have this, you know, issue going on with the, the work stoppage in baseball. They are the, for the last several years, you know, after the last couple of auspice years, um, and then during Garden Hire, they were like the second, third, or fourth lowest odds. I think one year they were the second lowest odds. And at, at one point, they were the lowest odds, uh, the longest shot to win the World Series. Now they're in the middle of the pack, and they're 45-1, to 1, the Detroit Tigers. Pistons, obviously, were in season here, so this is you know a, a way bigger number than it would be before next season because they're not going to the playoffs this year. Pistons are 1,000-1 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. They have to like win out and get some miracle help, so we know that's not happening this year, but the future seems bright under Troy Weaver with Cade Cunningham and possibly another overall number one pick. Uh, or number two pick with Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith. So we'll see what happens with the Pistons in the draft. The Lions are 150 to one. They are uh, based on the sports book, either the 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 last you know the lowest odds or the second lowest odds when it comes to winning the Super Bowl. The Jags are right there as well, uh, but they're the you know second or first longest shot right now uh, as they try to rebuild. They're 150 to one, and then the Red Wings. This of course is in season two, so these are way bigger odds than they would be. Because uh, the Wings are going to have a tough time making the playoffs as a wild card unless they go on a run. They are 300 to 1. So, what I've done is I have, I've, I'm going to take three of these out. I'm going to take out the Detroit Lions. I wish I didn't have to, but there's no track record, and hopefully they can continue to rebuild under Brad Holmes and, and Dan Campbell can be the right guy. But I'm going to take them out. I'm going to take the Spartans out. I think Mel Tucker, great coach. I just don't see it with the recruiting level right now. So, I'll take the Spartans out at 60 to 1. And. I'll take the Detroit Pistons out because they're so far away. I mean, let's talk about winning a playoff game, which they haven't done, I think, in uh, 10 years. And they haven't won a playoff series since 2008. So I'm going to take them out, but hopefully the future being bright with them can change that in a couple years. So that leaves the Red Wings, the Tigers, and Michigan football. Now, Michigan football with Harbaugh back. Yes, they lost a lot of talent on defense, including potential overall number one pick, Aiden Hutchinson, who is, by the way, the favorite right now. To be the overall number one pick. Him and Evan Neal kind of going back and forth. And then Thibodeau right there in the top two or three uh, based on the sports book. But so you look at the Wolverines with Harbaugh back there and top level recruiting classes. And we'll see, obviously, you know, J.J. McCarthy, if he's the guy. Uh, they are definitely alive. But I'm going to pull them off because I, I mentioned I have one overall team right now that I believe is the best chance to win it next. So Michigan could do this. But you, you saw what they were able to do against Georgia, which was not much. It was a great run this past year, but they still seem, you know, a ways away from having a legitimate chance to win it all with the current SEC, you know, landscape and climate in college football. The Tigers, 
I, I, I wish I could make them the number one team with the best chance right now, but there's still a lot of question marks. Of course, great young talent with Casey Mize and Matt Manning and Torkelson and, you know, Joe. We'll see what happens with, you know, more draft picks going forward and A.J. Hinch being the manager. I love that they're kind of middle of the pack now and this could be a team that makes the wild card this year. But World Series, not yet. And that leaves one team and it's not going to happen this year. But I think the team with the best chance to win the next championship, and it's because of one man, and obviously a lot of great players, is the Detroit Red Wings. Stevie Y, proven track record, great draft picks in recent years. You've got Dylan Larkin. You've got a potential rookie of the year. Uh, Lucas, everybody loves Raymond, and Mo Sider is in the running as well. I th- and, and we'll see, you know, I don't think Blaschel has been the problem, but he won't have much more time if they don't move forward. He does have a connection, though, with these younger guys, and obviously he came up coaching Grand Rapids. So we don't know if Flashville is going to be the guy there long-term, but I like him. And I think this is a, you know, next year would probably be the last chance for him to, to be around this Red Wings team if they don't really move forward. But I think based on what Stevie Y is doing, based on the fact that it's such a tough second season, the playoffs are the toughest playoffs, I believe, in the NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs, that if the Wings got hot with this young mix of, of young, you know, talent and some veterans... Uh, you know, obviously you have to work on figuring out who the next goaltender is. They've obviously drafted well and, and have potential there as well. I think the Red Wings, based on what Stevie Eiserman's plan has been and bringing in Nick Lidstrom and having these good young stars, they are the team to me that has the best chance to win the next championship in Detroit in the state of Michigan. And of course, as I mentioned, their odds at 300 to 1. That's just because they're not going to probably make the playoffs this year. Next year, they'll probably be in the top 10, maybe even in the top 8 based on what happens in the draft and obviously if there's no injuries. And I think that, that they're the team that has the best chance to win the next championship uh, here in Detroit. So that's where we're at right now with the state of Michigan sports. But the Lions, could they, as I mentioned, that Bengals blueprint many times, could they use that and turn things around and go from a three-win team to, you know, like the Bengals, a four-win team to winning the division in a, in a couple years? That'd be great to see the Tigers with all that young talent and a great manager in A.J. Hinch. They could be on their way to the playoffs even this upcoming season if they play, which I'm sure they will at some point. Uh, and I mentioned the Wolverines. They've got a tremendous amount of talent. Harbaugh back. They'll be in the mix. Not to say that Mel Tucker and Michigan State won't, but I feel like they're just farther back. Pistons seem, you know, two, three, four years away from even being a, a, a you know, a top four Eastern Conference team, but they could, you know, improve rapidly with guys like Cade Cunningham and another top-level draft pick coming up this year. I think Jeremy Grant will be trade bait, and you'll build the team through trading a guy like Jeremy Grant. And then, you know, of course, the Lions. What can you say about the Lions? Can they finally get it done? Can they, can they finally get us another playoff win and, after Stafford wins the Super Bowl. I mean, geez, just out of control. Uh, but yeah, the Red Wings to me are the team that gives you the best chance to win the next championship in the current state of Detroit sports. All right, we'll take a trip to the Motown betting window coming up straight ahead on the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by Ben Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. At BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117.
Harlots take a trip to the Motown betting window, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Only one local team in action on this fine Tuesday night, and it's Michigan State. Big game for them. At Iowa, the Hawkeyes at home, minus 6 right now, minus 110. The Spartans plus 6, minus 109. Moneyline, Iowa, minus 265. And the Spartans are plus 210. The total, uh, 153.5, over minus 108. It's a high total. Uh, and under minus 113. No no play on the total for me. Uh, this is an ultra-important game for Michigan State. I do not have a lot of trust for them right now. But I think that 6 points is a lot. So I have a small lean on Michigan State. Half unit play, or maybe a little less than that. Uh, plus the 6, laying a little uh, less juice uh, than you have to on uh, the other side, minus 109 for the Spartans, plus six. I think the Spartans are going to lose this game, but it could come down to the wire, two, three, four-point loss. So a small lean, uh, half you to play on Michigan State. We do have a look-ahead line for the Pistons as they get back to action on Thursday. They'll play the Cavaliers, who just hosted the All-Star game. It'll be the Cavaliers, minus eight and a half at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, both sides, minus 110. Money line out right now, no total yet. I bet Rivers Cavaliers minus 385, Pistons plus 290. And one more look at those futures odds uh, for the NCAA basketball tournament. We'll start with uh, the tournament itself to win the national championship. The favorite, Gonzaga plus three and a half. Uh, you know, 100 wins 350 on Gonzaga, Kentucky, 7 to 1, Arizona and uh, Auburn, 9 to 1. Purdue, 10 and a half to 1. They're the highest Big Ten team. And then Baylor and Duke round out the top six at 10, or excuse me, 12. To one, Michigan State is forty-five to one. The thirteenth selection, Michigan, the eighteenth selection at seventy to one. Uh, they have the same odds as LSU does, uh, and then North Carolina, Arkansas, Providence, all seventy-five to one. So Michigan ahead of teams like that. Uh, and then as far as it uh, goes to win the Big Ten, uh, there are no odds on Michigan. Uh, obviously, of course, we know Juwan Howard uh, till the end of the regular season. So he'll be back for. Uh, a run, a potential run in the Big Ten tournament. But right now, Purdue, the big favorite, minus 152. Wisconsin, plus 150. Illinois, plus 350. Buckeyes, 80-1. Rutgers, 100-1. Michigan State, 250-1. All right, it's a trip to the Motown betting window. Brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. That's going to do for us today on the terrific Tuesday, historic 2-2-22 show. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream, Dan Leach, the squat, saying so long, out. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.